GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Pop quiz, hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome everyone to this week's episode of The Last Action Podcast. I am LPJ and I am joined by two people I would never go on a European trip with. Hovercraft Joe. What's up? Yeah, the Sphinx. I wouldn't want to go on the trip with you, even if you like offered me the trip for free. See, I, that's the I answer would, I expected. I would see. I'd go on a European trip with Sphinx because I feel like he's been over there before and he could, like, you know, he knows what's going on. Really, been over you there want, several times. You want to go on vacation and, and have a history lesson the entire time? That's true. I mean, any of those episodes in the past where I just kind of go off on history shit, that would just be all day, every I mean, day you, Hovercraft Joe. I mean, uh, you do know how much I talk to the tush, and that's kind of his um, thing, too. So That's true. I, I'm kind of numb to it. So, um, anyways. <laughs> Fun one, start. One uh, of our better openings. Yeah, I mean, I think they're getting better every week. Um, people miss the weird facts about the year, but I think these awkward chats at the beginning are way better. Uh- <laughs> it's just the glitch that misses our yearly little introduction things, because he still does them every time he's on the show. He, he insists. He insists yeah, he upon he, it. Yeah, he does. Um, this would have been a fun one because it's 2019, <laughs> which wasn't that long ago. Um, we're here. Uh, we're, we're wrapping up, pretty close to wrapping up the year of the sequel. Uh, and this is a timely episode. We're here to talk about Spider-Man Far From Home, uh, the new Spider-Man film. As you listen to this episode, is going to be coming out in theaters soon. Uh, so we thought it would be a good time to kind of, you know, kill two birds with one stone. Or more accurately, I thought it would be and just kind of told LBJ and Sphinx we're going to do it. So, uh, But this movie was released on July 2nd, 2019. Um, any kind of opening thoughts or opening memories? I know it was a long time ago. I don't know if you can pull anything about this movie, uh, Sphinx or LBJ. All I have to say is, man, wasn't the world in a much better place July 2019? <laughs> Good Lord. Doesn't that feel like a decade ago? <laughs> It it does feel like a long time ago, to be honest with you. Yeah, <laughs> that's. I just wanted to. I just wanted to. You know, bring that up real quick. But no, I uh, I saw this in the theater. I think I saw it with LPJ's brother. I think, um, or I might have just seen it with my wife. Either way, um, but no, it was very excited for this. And it was, you know, I just remember because Endgame was only a few months prior. You know, it was it was interesting to see how they were going to tie what happened to Endgame into this movie, uh, since obviously they knew what they were doing in Endgame while they were probably also filming this movie at the same time. So it was, you know, it's, it's unique and that's cool how that worked out. And, and obviously they did a good job with it, at least in my opinion, they did. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, I, I, I jump in, I saw it in the theaters too. I think I saw it, you know, probably Thursday night showing. Um, it's funny because I was thinking about it as I was watching this and preparing my notes, the, uh, before I was the a regular co-host, my, uh, second ever appearance on the podcast was to talk about Spider-Man homecoming. So, oh. and now that seems like a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, it does. Absolutely. You're, and I, I've seen this. I've still seen Homecoming way more than this one, but I, I have seen this one a number of times. I hadn't watched it the whole way through in a while prior to watching to it for the, watching it for the podcast. Uh, LPJ, uh, I took my oldest son, and I think my dad went with us to go see this. Um, and I had not watched this all the way through. In fact, I, I, until so I watched it in the theater. I hadn't seen it all the way through again until I watched it just now for the podcast. And other than that, I've only caught maybe five or ten minutes here and there of it. Like, I have not oh, wow. seen this movie much at all. Wow. Um, I, I think this is the last, like, up-to-date DVD I bought. Because I, uh, I have it on 4K, and I watched it last night on 4K uh, with the HDR and all that. It looked beautiful on my TV, so that was kind of nice. But I think... I saw it when I first bought it on the 
on DVD, yeah. and then this was only like my third watch of it. So yeah, I have this on Blu-ray. I did not watch it on Blu-ray. I watched my digital copy, and it, it might be, to be honest with you, this is neither here nor there. We're probably the last like physical copy of like a Marvel movie I ever buy because now I'm just like eh, I don't really need it. Yeah. Um. So okay, so let's talk about some of the numbers. Uh, this movie has a budget of 160 million dollars. It has a domestic gross of 390 million dollars. And a worldwide gross of one billion dollars. Yeah, I so, think it. Uh, I think it did okay. Yeah, I guess a, it's Sony's highest-grossing movie ever. At I mean, that's I, what I read. I believe it. A billion dollars is <laughs> that's like crazy. No amount I, of money. You're right. You know what doesn't seem like a crazy amount of money? 160 million. Like that seems like low. Well, think about the cast, though. You know, I'm sure Tom Holland doesn't get paid a ton. And obviously Robert Downey Jr. is not in this one. And neither neither are any other Avengers. So I'll bet you they saved a lot of money just on casting alone. Yeah, it's true. But they also filmed on location in a lot of places. Yeah, that's And that always costs a lot. Yeah. Um, So uh, Rotten Tomatoes is 90%. And an audience score of ninety five percent. Yeah, that seems that seems right. Very very high numbers. Um, top grossing movies of two thousand nineteen are. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm thinking Endgame. <laughs> yes, number one is Avengers Endgame. Uh, remember, this is domestic box office. So, <clears throat> okay. but Avengers Endgame, uh, Lion King, and Star Wars Episode Nine. Yes. Yeah. Episode um, nine, uh, the rise of Skywalker. And then this movie far from home actually comes in, uh, seventh on the year, uh, domestically, obviously, you know, it, it's going to be a different story if we probably did the, if I looked at the worldwide box office, but, uh, believe it or not, uh, this is the first movie we have done in 2019. I, I guess that's not that hard to, believe. Hey, <laughs> hey, but that's, we haven't had one of those in a while. So no, we had, to think what other, movies? we had one. Oh yeah, we, we had, did. Oh, it was sorry. Weird. We had one recently. Um, just, I guess just last week, oh, last week in podcast missed. time, uh, Transporter Two was like 2005 or something, and we had never we yeah. had never done a movie oh, that year. Oh too, wow! So. Which, Bizarre. by the way, uh, we released the episode of Transporter Two almost a, a year to the day we released Transporter One. I saw that. That was wild. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> it was that. Weird. Yeah, just not a coincidence. Um, but yeah, no, this is our first movie for 2019. <clears throat> I'm trying to think um, of any other movies in 2019 we would even do. I mean, we, I mean, might maybe stars, but... we could we could maybe eventually do Endgame. There was some other stuff. The problem is, is that I always buzz through the list and then I forget what's in there. Oh, you know what else was in 2000? Not that we would do it was right it away. Was it Captain Marvel Captain, 2019? Captain Marvel, oh, right. Captain Marvel was 2019 as well. So, um, Did this yeah, do I mean, better or worse than Captain Marvel? Do you know? Uh, I, believe, I believe domestically Captain Marvel did better. Oh, domestically, okay. yeah. But overall... Domestic- Domestically, Captain Marvel made like four hundred and something million. Yeah. So it wasn't like a ton, but it was enough that yeah. it was. I think what's really funny is that you just look at the the just the uh, movies I mentioned, and they're all Disney properties. Yeah. So Disney is just rolling in them green bucks, um, greenbacks, greenbacks, green bucks, bucks, sure, money, yeah, whatever, rolling Anyways. in that money. <laughs> okay, uh, let's talk cast of the film. Um, obviously, we have uh, Tom Holland returning as Peter Parker slash Spider-Man. Uh, you also have uh, Marissa Tomei again as Aunt May, uh, Zendaya, Zendaya, Zendaya yeah, as MJ, uh, Jacob Batalion, Batalon? I don't know how to say his name, as Ned, as Ned. Um, John Favreau, uh, Happy Hogan, uh, and I guess the additions that you would say that Wirt in the first one, uh, obviously Jake Gyllenhaal playing Quentin Beck slash Mysterio and uh, Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury in this one with a pretty uh, prominent role as Nick Fury in it, actually. Yeah, yeah. Like, like surprisingly large role. And, and I don't know if I said it when we did Homecoming, but Marissa Tomei, whew, that, that, <laughs> she does not age and and she looks terrific. How yeah. old is she? She's got to be like 50, right? Yeah, I'm sure. Maybe. Uh, I mean, that's great. Happy Happy Hogan is a very lucky man. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, calm down. (laughs) She's 57. Holy shit. Yeah, that's that's something. That is is crazy. Like her and 
John Favreau together are great. Like oh, I yeah, really, I really like the two of them together in this. It's pretty funny. I, I, it's it might be my favorite part of the movie is is every time Happy is in the movie, he just yeah, he plays he plays a great role. He's funny, and but then when he needs to be serious, you know, when he's sitting, yeah. you know, Peter Parker down in the on the plane and Absolutely. in the Netherlands, like he does a great job when he's trying to save the kid. Like he he takes on like multiple roles in the film, and he does a great job. Yep, I agree. Anyway. Um. So, anyone else? Either of you wanted to mention cast wise? Or... Uh, I mean, Martin Starr. We can mention because he was, you know, like a uh, child actor from Freaks and Geeks. He's the he's the the um, teacher in it. He's what is he? Uh, um, Mister Harrigan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In this, he's the other teacher. Why am I blanking on oh, his JB name Smooth. right now? JB, JB Smooth. Smooth. I love JB Smooth. <laughs> yeah, he's funny. He's, He's funny in it, yeah. Uh, oh, and uh, 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 Colby, Colby, Smolders. Colby Smolders. Yep. Yeah. It's Maria Hill in it. Um, okay. Uh, you guys want to do some net worse? Yeah. And J- oh, and J.K. Swimmons is the little cameo. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> didn't think about that. Um, okay. Net worse. I didn't look this one up initially, but we were talking about it. So let's start with Marissa Tomei. What do you guys think for <laughs> Marissa Tomei? Uh, I'm gonna go. I'll go twenty-five. Okay. I'll go a little lower. I'll say 20. 25 on the nose. Way to go. Oh, secret Marissa Tomei super fan right there. <laughs> oh, he was a, keeping it. Not some it secret. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, tune into our new spinoff podcast where we just talk about Marissa Tomei for like an hour every week. Um, John Favreau. What do you think for John Favreau? Oh, God. He's got to be after like Scott. all the stuff he's done like with Mandalorian and – all these movies. I'll say 75 mil. Okay. I'll go an even 100 mil. $100 million. Damn. <laughs> Man, are you are you just on on it today? Or do you, are I, you re- I see. I really like the whole happy Aunt <laughs> May relationship, and I just couldn't oh. separate the two. Oh, uh, all right. Um, okay. What do you think about uh, Zendaya? What do you think about Zendaya, LPJ? Oh, she's got that sweet, sweet Dune money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that sweet, sweet in five minutes of the movie Dude Money. Uh, and that go, weird sex movie she did. I don't know about that one. Super fair. We, we pick a number. <laughs> I just uh, remember seeing a weird preview where she's like all like, anyway. I'll go 15 million. <laughs> okay. I'll say 10. <clears throat> 15 million. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What is happening? Jeez. I don't know. You you should do some sports bets right now. You are you are three for three right now, and it's that is it's, bizarre. It's, don't it's, worry, we'll get to Tom Holland, who we've done multiple times, and I won't remember. It's frightening. <clears throat> well, here is someone that we have done before, Samuel L. Jackson. What do you think for Samuel L. Jackson? Go ahead. He's got this. that. He's got that sweet, sweet being in like every movie ever. Money. Yeah, I was gonna say he's got that sweet, sweet Capital One ba- college basketball commercial money with Charles Barkley and Spike <clears throat> Lee. Uh, I'll say two hundred million. Okay, one fifty. And the streak ends. Two hundred and fifty million oh. for Samuel Jackson. Um, okay, last two. Jake Gyllenhaal. What do you think for Jake Gyllenhaal? He's got that sweet, sweet Brokeback Mountain money. He's got that sweet, sweet Zodiac money. I don't know whose turn it is. Doesn't matter. But I'll, I'll, I'll say fifty mil. Okay. 80 million. 80 million dollars. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. Was this a set up ahead of time? No, no, no. I swear to god. Trust me. concerned. You, you don't understand. That requires me to do actual research. Well, yeah, that's, yeah. That's and trust me, I don't I don't want to I don't want to make LBJ look good on the podcast. <laughs> um, also true. Okay. Last one then. Uh Tom Holland, Spider-Man himself. How how new is is your number? Do you know like when it was last reported? I, I to be honest with you, I don't know. I okay. use the same website. Um, I use Celebrity Net Worth, um, and I just right. go with what it says. So because he is a busy man, and uh, shit, I'll just say, but he's still young. I, I'm gonna say he's got sixty million. Okay, sixty five. 18 million. Oh. 
Oh wow! Huh. I'm sure. You, I, know, you guys I are, bet you that's going to change dramatically. Well, it, well, but what you guys aren't forgetting is that probably he. Maybe it's going to change soon, but he probably signed a contract with Marvel where they're like, "We're going to give you five million dollars for like six movies or something like to start." Like, oh. I'm sure he, I'm sure he had like a low amount baked into like a bunch of movies to start. So for the first and three uh, or seven, and also if this move, if if your numbers come from like 2019, which is not that possible, you know, it's not that out of the blue. His career is still really young. So well, right. he did just sign a new contract for the next three Spider-Man movies. And he yeah. just did Uncharted, which isn't out yet. So yeah. I'm willing to bet, you know, next year we pull these numbers, they'll be vastly different. Yeah, it could be true. Um, <clears throat> okay, so the director is John Watts. He directed Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. I don't think he's really known for much else. And I, if you're really interested in him, go back to the Spider-Man Homecoming episode. We probably talk about him in more detail. Uh, is he right- doing uh, the new one? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. yes, 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 yes. Um, writers are Chris McKenna and Eric Summers, who wrote Homecoming. Um, they also wrote some other things. Uh, one of uh, one of the Jumanji movies. I don't know if it was the the remake or the sequel to the remake. Um, they they wrote a couple different things. I don't now it now yeah, it's not. They in front wrote, of me. wrote for Community. They did a bunch of things. Yeah. Now it's now it's of course it's not for me. Anyways, um, and then the music is by Mike Giacone. Giacchino. Anybody? Giacchino? Okay, yeah. that makes that makes more sense. Um, McKenna yeah. and Summers did Ant-Man and the Wasp. Okay. And then, yeah, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, and then the Lego Batman movie. Okay, I knew there was another Marvel movie they wrote, and I, I, was, I, I couldn't think of it for the life of me. So thank you, Sphinx. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, and the music, I mean, it's... It's good. It's, it's good. good music, but nothing to write home about. Yeah. <laughs> oh, See what I did there? Pun, in- pun intended? Oh, yeah. Man, you are on fire uh, tonight, today, whatever you want to say, LBJ. Getting all these net worths, making puns. I'm feeling engaged. We should, just, we should just let him run the episode. Yeah, I was going to say, me and me and Sphinx are going to log off and just let you finish this one yourself. No, please, please don't. <laughs> um, I couldn't, and I don't know if you had any better luck, uh, Sphinx. I didn't see anything as far as, like, taglines for this. I don't know if you saw nope. anything. Okay, I yeah. looked as well and couldn't find any. Ooh, so. Let's come up with one. Um, um, uh, swinging back into action. How about <laughs> hold on to your butts? Ooh. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, Sam's in it, so it works. Uh, it's not a Mysterio why this movie made so much money. Wow, yours are just bad. No. They're like, yeah. they're like teacher puns. Maybe you should have been a teacher. Maybe you should have logged off and left on a high note. Yeah, you Wait, definitely. Hold on. Let, let me give you. Uh, let me give no. you an actual accurate one. Ready? No. Spider Man's back. This time he's on a trip overseas, and he's got to fight Mysterio, uh, who turns out to be a bad guy, and then all hell breaks loose, and Sam Jackson's really a scroll. <laughs> Is that like one of those ones where it's like a paragraph and they uh-huh. just explain the whole movie? Yes. Okay, I get it. I get it. Um, okay, so anything else? Uh, you guys want to talk about or mention before we kind of start talking about the plot of this movie? Uh, no. No, I'm good. <laughs> no, I was thinking about it, but then I changed my mind. Yeah, you re- I, I got to be honest with you. You really seemed like you had something else I you did, wanted to you talk truthfully, about. Truthfully, I had, I had nothing. <laughs> you're kind of you're all over the place, aren't you? It's been a good night. We just did a complete 180 with LPJ here. <laughs> he's got no, he was on and then he's got nothing. Um, okay, so the the kind of like I would say uh, cold opening, if you will, to this movie is in Mexico. Uh, Nick Fury and Maria Hill, uh, and they're we're kind of like quickly introduced to Mysterio, and he's fighting some kind of like rock monster. I guess is the best way to describe it. Earth yeah. Rock monster or rock lobster? We were at the beach. <laughs> Mysterio had a couple of towels. Samuel Jackson went under a dock and there he saw a rock. But it wasn't a rock. It was Spider-Man. <laughs> All right, anyway. What is happening today? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I mean, it would be pretty cool if they were fighting a rock lobster, but it's a rock, rock monster. monster! <laughs> so it's a rock monster, but like that's kind of just that quick thing. Then we get that, um, we get the rock fun. Monster! <laughs> you gotta wake your wife up, shush. 
<laughs> we get the fun uh, opening with the uh, "I Will Always Love You" by uh, Whitney Houston, and like it's yeah. kind of funny. It's kind of funny because like the first time you see it, you're like, "What is going on?" Because they're playing the uh. song and they're like showing the pictures of the Avengers and stuff. But like what we learn is like it's like Peter's High School like news channel, and they're like doing like a tribute. Um, you know, and I think e- this even- is. Oh, I think this is actually surprisingly an important scene within the context of the Marvel universe in general, because this is the first time you're really given context as far as, you know, what the consequences are of people coming back. Well, the blip. Yeah. And it's the first time you, it's the first time you hear the terminology of the blip and the people blipped away for five years and they didn't age and they came back and you get like, you get like that scene that they show, like they, they just like blip back, like, wherever they were when they disappeared. So it's like that it's, marching band is like in the middle of the basketball yeah. game and stuff. It's, uh, you know, it's pretty it, funny. this is, I was going to say, this is what the Spider-Man movies always do. Cause it's like this high school level, like kind of teen comedy humor. They just, they do so, they do such a good job with the humor. Like, I love it when the, the co, the co anchor is like, my brother was younger than me. Now he's older than me. Like, <laughs> How how does that work? And then the girl's like, just shut up. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like it's math, dummy. <laughs> it's just yeah. funny because that's, that's you know, that's the sarcasm and the humor I deal with every day. So it just makes me laugh. But it is, it is like you said, it is a good way, uh, LBJ, that they kind of like this. I, I, I guess in the timeline, this is like eight months after like the events of yeah. Endgame is what this says. So, but it's a good way to kind of like set up. And I mean, this is as good a time as any to mention, like this whole movie is kind of like the, the epilogue, if you will, to in, in many ways, the entire like infinity saga of the Marvel cinematic universe, because like after like everything of Endgame, you get kind of this, which is, somewhat lower stakes, but also kind of directly dealing with the impact of that film. Because Can one I, of the... Oh, go ahead, yeah. Well, no, you go ahead and finish, and then I'll ask. No, I was just going to say, because one of the things we're introduced early on, and it, and it comes up pretty early in the movie, is, like, the absence of heroes now, and everyone, like, everyone asking, like, like Spider-Man Peter, like, are, are you the next Iron Man? Like, what are we going to do if something else happens? We don't have the event. You know, like, it, it's throughout the whole thing, and, like... Peter like having to live up to these expectations that people are putting on him to be the next Tony Stark. Yeah. And that, that leads a little bit into the question I was going to ask and and I may have missed it and I would assume you guys would probably know it, but you know, in their little memoriam that they do for the high school video, you know, like Captain America, Steve Rogers is one of them as well, but has there been any piece of MCU that has officially like said what happened to to Steve Rogers. I mean, besides he went back in time and made himself well, yeah. old and all that. I, I, so I it's did... just assumed he's like retired or is he yeah, like dead? I, I, no, I ex- say he... are we supposed to know? They haven't like... explained it, but I, I think it would be like, well, he went and he came back and he's an old man now. So I think they probably just were like, maybe they're just letting people think he's dead, you know, because yeah, that's like, okay. I, I'd assume that's what it is. Well, because in Falcon and Winter Soldier, the show, they kind of touch on that. They touch on that, and they basically allude to the fact that the world thinks he's dead. Yeah. But but technically, though, like we in the MCU, we do not know technically where he is or what he's up to. Right. right? He's Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I wanted to Or maybe, maybe he died. Maybe he did actually die. Well, because that's well, that's what I'm wondering. Because in this, he was in the in memoriam as if he was dead. Right. But then you're right. Like the the TV show made it more like he was just not in the picture anymore, well, not necessarily I, dead. I, I, I think so it's I like was, I didn't mean to, to cause the tangent. No, 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 but no, no. I, was I, I think it's I think the way to be is like to the world at large. He died during the yeah. fight with Thanos. <clears throat> right. To like Avengers and people in the know, he's retired basically because well, he's an old well, man. hold on well really though so you think that the world thinks that steve rogers is dead because yes. even in this movie oh because even in this movie everything is about stark being dead and how that was really the loss well because in because in the in the in the world it's stark sacrificed himself to save the world like all these people are back and the world's back to normal because he he yeah. did the snap with the glove, so I think that that's probably, right. you know. I get what you're saying, though. It is a little weird, but, like, also, you think about it, I mean, like, Black Widow is, yeah. and, like, people well, know and that also, she's dead. And, within the context of, you know, Endgame, at that point, Steve Rogers is still a criminal. 
I guess technically, yeah. So the world at that point, the world doesn't really know that he's, you know, he was back with the. I mean, they know he was back with the Avengers. They know he was helping win the fight, but he was still technically a criminal at that point. You know, well, and, and Iron Man I'm, was the leader of the Avengers. Well, and I'm, I'm sure some of it also, it, to be honest with you, is more just story driven because obviously oh, sure. they set up in the first film and the subsequent Avengers movie that Tony Stark is the mentor to Peter Parker and stuff like that. So yeah, they want That's why they want to, like, I think they just want to constantly have these, like, everywhere he goes. Like, and I think he even says in the movie, like, everywhere he goes, like, people, like, he sees them and it's like, it's evident in the movie. There's murals and they go to the airport and there's, like, a big, huge, like, video. You know, it's like, <laughs> One of the one of the movies I think that like uh, that he can watch is like a Tony Stark retrospective on the air on the uh, airplane on the flight mm-hmm. over. So I think it's just there to serve as like he can't escape thinking about him. Yeah. You know, oh, you know, and that actually leads me to a point with the movie itself. This movie does a good job of kind of addressing all those things without being overcome by them, because yeah. it has to serve as an epilogue. It has to give some kind of some answers. But it also still has to remain a Spider-Man movie, and I mm-hmm. think it does a good job of doing both while still, you know, while still addressing those issues that people have questions about uh, regarding like the blip and the consequences of it. Right. Um, so, uh, and kind of the crux, I mean, well, what a lot of this early stuff is like Peter's going on a class trip or like a, a science trip over to Europe. Um, you know, Aunt May's like running a charity for people displaced by the blip. That's when you first kind of get a little bit of the interaction between her and Happy and what's going on with them. And also we get some of the like people like asking him like, oh, are you the next Tony Stark and all this stuff? And he just really wants to take a break, like so much so that like he doesn't uh, Nick Fury's trying to get a hold of him like Happy tells him and he like keeps not answering the call because he doesn't want to know what it is. You know, he doesn't don't, don't ghost Nick Fury. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't want to be bothered. He wants to go on the trip. Uh, he doesn't purposely tries not to pack his suit to go on the trip. You get like this. He really just needs this break. Uh, we're also introduced. I, I like that they finally introduced the concept, uh, at least in the MCU, of uh, uh, his spider sense in this one, what they yes. call the hilarious Peter Tingle. Yes. <laughs> May calls it, which is really funny, uh, which is I, I, I kind of like the fact that it's like in the MCU. I mean, like, especially given the the blip and all that, like he's still relatively new to his powers. Sure. So the fact that he fully hasn't acclimated to him and that like the spider sense is something he's just still trying to kind of figure out. I, I kind of like how they, you know, I, sometimes superhero movies, it's like they get the powers and they're like, ah, I know how everything is. And it makes sense. So I like the idea that it's like, Oh, it's like this far into it. And we're finally just kind of like, he's trying to figure it out. And like, by the end of the movie, he kind of has a better <clears throat> grasp on it. But I, I, I kind of like that. I also kind of took it that maybe because of the scene when he's at the charity event, like it's his kind of anxiety also is kind of like clouding his Peter Tingle from happening fully. Does that sound pretty accurate? Maybe that it's just the weight of everything too that's also hurting him to realize it was also um, it was also addressed in uh, was it was it Endgame or was it um, Infinity War where he kind of loses it. He loses his his spider sense. Uh, it must that? have been an end endgame. He's only an he's barely in endgame. He's barely in endgame. It had been Infinity War, but I yeah, I, I I don't remember it being a plot point. But uh, I was, for some reason I remember it being a plot point. It might have been from one of the other eighteen Spider-Man movies, maybe. <laughs> you know, <laughs> or, it, it or one matter. of the or one of the thousands of Spider-Man comics you probably read too. So. I can't be right all the time. Let's well, yeah. Well, we know, you're, we know that. Um, so, anyways, so that that's kind of like the setup. Uh, they go on the trip. You get some wackiness. I like when he's trying to oh, he's trying to sit next to MJ on the plane, yep. and like he ends up having to sit next to Martin Starr. I like Martin Starr tells that funny story where his wife pretended to get blipped uh-huh. <laughs> just just because so, just she wanted to get a divorce. Uh, I like I like that that part's really funny. Um, I also wrote in the notes that that I am Mr. Dell in this movie. <laughs> the uh the, the second teacher, uh what's yeah. his name? JB because JB because yeah, J- I totally like I've bet I've we've taken the students, I've gone on a trip with the students on a European trip, and I was totally like I was the third chaperone. So I just kinda like 
did I was totally like hands off, like kids did whatever they wanted. I was a little smart ass teacher in the background, like saying witches and whatever. Yeah, when, when they're on the plane, he's like, Hey, I just popped an ambient. So <laughs> <laughs> I was one hundred I was asleep on every bus ride we went somewhere. Like the kids knew not to mess with me. <laughs> Um, so there's that, the fun stuff on the plane. They get their first stop is in uh, Venice, Italy. I like that little bit, the running gag, because it's like Ned has to sit next to Betty, and they're kind of like don't get along. And then like they get there, and they're like, oh yeah, we're dating now. And yeah. like Peter's yeah. so confused. Um, so which, they're in which Venice, is a, which is a callback to the comics. Yes, 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 yes. They were, they were, they are, were a couple in the comics. That's correct. Um, so then they're kind of exploring Venice. That's when we get the the first elemental full elemental attack the the water monster if you will they don't really have any other names besides elementals this is the water one Uh, fake hydro Um, man (laughs) yeah there's there's some yeah fake hydro man um well that was the big thing when this movie came out because there's like the the fire one and everyone's like oh it's like molten man and there was they couldn't tell if the rock one they're like oh it's like sandman and something you know they are kind of very yeah. So, but anyway, so there, there, you get the fun sequence of the water attack, and like Peter helps Mysterio fight him. Uh, he doesn't have his costume. He puts on that weird, like almost Mardi Gras looking mask, yes. and it's like, yeah. it's like, oh, I can, I'm really strong, and I can stick the things, and so I'm really um, strong and sticky. Yeah. So, so he kind of helps, and that that's kind of a fun action sequence, and they end up like uh, defeating the water monster. No, it's um, a I, it's a cool scene where he's like at the bell tower. And he's trying to help out, but he keeps getting hit by the bell. <laughs> yes. And then he's like holding the damn thing up and it ends up crashing anyway. Yeah. No, it's they're they're honestly, I, I think that might be the best action scene in the movie, in my opinion. It's just cool how uh, well I, don't know about that. I, I will say the movie starts kind of slow. Yeah, there's a lot of setup of like you know, the trip, the the field trip. Yeah. And it, it takes a while for. I mean, it takes a good forty minutes to really get to the action. No, that's true. Um, yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, but they are laying. You know, I mean, you're right. They're laying I, I think they, I think they do a pretty good over. job for being the MCU movie that has to pick up after the Juggernaut. That's Endgame, right? And and like we said earlier, like you have to, like you kind of have to address Endgame a little bit as sure, well, yeah. since that's literally the the last thing on people's minds, viewers' minds. So. Uh, so you get that fun bit where they're in the hotel afterwards watching, like, the news report about Mysterio. Uh, the little bit where Flash is, like, on his phone and he's like, oh, like, BuzzFeed says it's, like, uh, says it's a uh, sailor named Morris Bench who was, like, transformed by an underwater, like, that. that is, like, Hydro-Man. That's, like, his specific, uh, the villain in the comics, that's, like, his name, his real name. And like how he was turned into Hydro Man at some like yep. underwater like radar test or so that's kind of like a funny little bit. I also it like, always startles me when Flash calls Peter Parker Dickwad. Oh my gosh, that is so <laughs> that is so funny because he just like walks up and he flashes like, oh, what's up, Dickwad? Thought you drowned. <laughs> it's, yeah, it, it comes out of nowhere, and you they, you know with how tongue in cheek this movie is, like to just go full out Dickwad. You're like, oh okay. <laughs> Listen, I will I will say this. This is slightly it's great. Nice. This is slightly neither here nor there, but I, you know, uh, you're slightly less older than a Sphinx, but we're we're old, we're older, you know, middle age, let's say. And I still like Dickwad still gets a laugh. The other day, someone said <laughs> "dicking around" to me, and I laughed like I was a 14 year old. I don't know why, but I still, for some reason, it's just funny to hear that kind of stuff. So, um, Dickwad dicking around, it's just funny. Um, anyways, so then like they're back in their hotel room. We get introduced to Nick Fury. I like that he knocks out Ned with a trank dart. Yes. There's that funny bit where he's trying to talk to Peter and like people keep coming to the room and like, uh, that little bit's funny. So, um, he, he's like, Hey, come with me. So that's when he gives him the sunglasses. He's like, Stark left these for you. At the time, we don't really know what they are. He just gives them their pair of sunglasses. Uh, we're introduced to Quentin Beck, AKA Mysterio. We're told Who that he says he's from the multiverse, yes. which is yeah. obviously going to be probably a big part of. Yes. We're, yeah. We're told that he's from a different earth and that he came to this one and that the elementals attacked his earth and destroyed it. Um, that's when we get the term elementals. I love when Peter's trying to get out of help and he's like, and it was in the trailers, but it still makes me laugh is when he's like, oh, you know, like I'm just a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. And Nick Fury's like, bitch, please. You've been to space. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
That is that is awesome. Or when he's like going through all the heroes trying to get someone else to, and he's like, uh, yeah. it, it's just it's a funny little bit. But he's kind of like, hey, I don't want to help you with this. I like I I just want to be on my trip. And they're like, okay, go ahead and go. And then they like wake up the next morning and like Fury has hijacked the class trip and it's sending them to uh, Prague. Prague and the on the bus and stuff. So it, it, I, I like that little bit. Um, I, I do love Samuel's interactions with Tom Holland because it's so much like it is. It's like, bitch, please. Like, you are a superhero. We got problems. You got to deal with it. Like, I don't give two fucks about your school field trip. And he just, you know, now, every time he lets Peter Parker think he's in control, he's like totally not in any sort of control. Th- this I is the, the first time that. They've been they've interacted, right? Nick Fury and Spider. No, it is. Doesn't he say that he was going to say something to him at Tony Stark's funeral, yeah. but didn't think yeah. it was the time? So well, I think it is their very first interaction. Well, and here, let me ask you this because, like, okay, like, I mean, spoiler alert for this movie that came out three, two years ago, whatever. But like, the in the end credits, we learned that this is not the actual Nick Fury; that it's Talos from Captain Marvel, the Skrull, right. impersonating him, and like. And I think it's true, like, because you don't really know. Well, the first time you see it, you don't notice. But then, like, once you have that in your head, you kind of yeah. can pick up that you're like, it's not oh, all right there. Fury. And I, and I think they, and it's kind of clever how they purposely did some things in the movie that, like, just so you'll know, like, going through the second time, you're like, oh, okay, I get it. Like, mm-hmm. this isn't really him. So, yeah, uh, I it, really picked that up. Like, the second time through. Like you can tell, like his personality is just off enough mm-hmm. to where it's same thing with Maria Hill. Like her personality is off just enough to where that you can tell it's not it's not really them. Well, yeah. and I would almost say, based on the Nick Fury we know, like if if Peter Parker didn't take his phone call the first time, his ass was showing up to get Peter Parker. <laughs> You know, like, because in the beginning, like, he keeps calling and calling and calling. I don't oh, think Nick Floyd yeah. is handling that in real life. You know, the real Nick Floyd. He, gonna he, say wouldn't, in real call. Life, he wouldn't call anyway. He would just. That's true. Yeah, he, he wouldn't even call. Up. He'd just show up. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, so um, so they're on the bus ride. They're headed to Prague. That's where we. That's where you find out more about the sunglasses. They're actually like an AI program. Like this, he. It's called Edith, which I love that it stands for Even Dead. I'm the hero. Yeah, <laughs> which is great. Uh, it basically gives Peter access to the Start Global Defense Network, and he can do all these things with the glasses. He can like read all, see all people's text messages and everything on the phone. It's pretty great. Um, they they stop, and there's that little bit where like. One of the things that, like, he told Fury was, like, well, I can't be seen in the Spider-Man suit. My class will know. So there's, like, the lady there who made him the new suit. And that dude, like, Brad walks in, this, like, pants her down, and he takes the picture. Uh, And that becomes, like, the fun bit where, like, he wants to delete the picture, but it gets confused. And, like, it sends the drones down to, like, kill him. I love that little bit where, like, Flash takes the glasses, and he's trying to get them back, and he doesn't even hit them that hard. He just kind of, yeah. like, smacks them a little bit, but and, like, knocks him completely out because yeah. he's, like, because uh, he's so strong. Um, that that always makes me laugh. Um, but, I, you know, like, whatever. We can ask him questions. So why – Brad had that picture. Why why hadn't he sent it yet? Like, <laughs> like back on the bus, and he's, like, sitting there, and he still hasn't sent it. But I, I don't know. I but who is he going to send it to? MJ, he said he was going to send it to her because he had to let her know. He's like, oh, I got to tell her what's going on. I know you're into her too. So, but then he like yeah. gets on the bus and sits there and thinks about sending it. I don't know. Anyways, um, so they arrive in Prague. It's the Carnival of Lights are going on. Um, he, he gets yelled at again by Nick Fury. And I like that. He's kind of like on top of the roof and Mysterio comes up and he's like, oh, you know, Fury sent me up here to make sure you're okay. And he's like, really? And he's like, you guys do have sarcasm on this earth, right? Yeah. Um, you know, and that's one of the things I really liked about Mysterio's character. Like, you really think he's a good guy. Yeah, it's really, like, it's it's really, like, until, like, uh, until the twist, like, it, it, it's a really good job. Like, it's kind of weird how he bonds with Peter and it's like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. Like, I, like you know, the, I felt, I kind of like, I, I felt hurt. Like when he, when he turned on him, cause like, you know, he's got such a, he, he's got another mentor now. Yeah. Um, so, uh, they're, they're waiting for the other elemental to show up. It's supposed to be the most powerful one. It's like the fire one. Uh, Peter gets Edith, the like 
he doesn't want his classmates to be out there, so he gets Edith to get him like tickets to the uh, opera, which is which is pretty funny. Um, I, I like the suit, like the undercover suit he wears, like it's kind of like all black and it's yeah, got those goggles that flip suit. up. Um, the fire monster shows up. Um, I, I like that, like Ned's there and like. Betty's like, oh, it seems like it's Spider-Man. He's like, oh, no, it's this European hero I've heard about. It's the Night Monkey. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, that for the, for the rest just, of the I movie. Love, yeah, I love how the joke the, keeps rugging with bring, Night Monkey. Bringing yeah. Up the, yeah, keep bringing up the Night Monkey. So um, uh, Mysterio ends up destroying the fire monster and, like, this big kind of, like, display of power. Um, and, and him and, and him and Peter are hanging out afterwards. And, like, Peter still kind of just wants to be a normal kid. So he gives the Edith glasses over to uh, Mysterio to Beck. Uh, and that's when we get the twist that we learn that like he was bad and this is all fake and he's been using his illusion technology, which was, and they, they, they tie it back into like all these other, like in civil war, there's like uh, Tony Stark showing off that like technology that lets you like, kind of like, live relive memories and stuff and we learned that that's was designed by back that was his illusion technology uh and tony stark named it barf i can't remember what barf stands for and like one of the guys on his team is the guy that uh jeff bridges yelled at in the original iron man who and like do you know who that guy is he's the kid from uh christmas story right Yeah, it's peter billingsley and he's like john favreau's like so he's yeah, collaborator. Yeah. Yep. So. Um, oh yeah, because they did. He's an elf as well, which yeah. John did. So yeah. like, so like, all of these people are like former, like disgruntled, like Stark employees. I believe is kind of the thing, and, yeah. and they've been faking these elemental attack, uh, attacks with drones and like the illusion tech. So real quick, I okay. So this is where I. I don't know. I have mixed thoughts on this. Oh, I, I, I'm hoping you're going to ask something that I literally is the next thing written in my note. But go ahead and say what you're going to say, and I'll let you know. So, so, what? Why does Mysterio just think that Peter Parker is going to give him the glasses? Like what? Like I know he's trying to be buddies with him to con. I guess to try and convince him to give it up. But like, is there like was there some sort of like backup? Like I guess. It seemed to me like Peter Parker was way too willing to give up the glasses. Like, I get that he's young, he's youthful, he doesn't want that responsibility. It just seemed to me that it was just too convenient for the movie for it to happen that way. And granted, I mean, the movie is already, like, over an hour at this point. Like, I don't need to see, like, three hours. But it just, I didn't like, I didn't like that part. No, and that's not actually what I was going to say. I have okay. another complaint. I have kind of a complaint, but I but I, I do agree because it does seem like it's one of those things, and it happens a lot in movies where it's like the sequence of events that have to kind of like the dominoes that had to fall in order yeah. for him to specifically get to the point where he's giving him the glasses. Like if you think about it too much, you're going to be like, well, wait a second. Like what if right? What if Peter hadn't gone on the trip? What if he had agreed to help Fury immediately? You know, like there's all kinds of things. So it's like, yeah, I agree with you there. My question because is, well hold on just one more thing about this this thought I'm sorry no, because no. at the same time like Mysterio is riding all on this because he claims this was the last elemental yeah. so if that's the last elemental and Parker doesn't give up the glasses like then well, I think I know what Joe's question is going to be then where are well, you so. well my question is and this is I'll read to you exactly what the note I wrote is I said I've seen this movie a ton of times and I'm still not sure what Mysterio's macro plan is like what yeah. what is his ultimate goal like he I think I he wants an to he's mad that people weren't listening to him cuz he's like oh you can be the smartest person in the room and people won't listen to you unless you have a cape and laser so he wants to he wants people to listen to him he wants to be like the next like avengers like but like to That's what my end? thought is does he want to be the next tony stark but like to what end though like let's say mysterio becomes this big hero like Okay, like, I, I guess I've just, his whole motivations have never been super clear to me. Yeah. Even on this viewing, I'm still kind of like, all right, well, I get that you're mad and people don't listen to you and start stole your technology, but you want to become this superhero because, question mark? Well, like, you want to be famous or? Well, here, here's my take on it. Okay. My first question is, how does he even know about the glasses? 
That's a very good point, right. too. Well, they say that one of the people, former Stark employees, when he's doing his speech, he's like, oh, he? and like, he's like, Jan, oh, for, yeah, find, they worked, for yeah. finding out that like he was handing over these glasses to right. like, oh, not right. this, not that, but to a teenager, right? So, yeah, okay, that's right. I forgot about that. Um, I, what I think his plan is, um, he sees this vacuum of no superheroes and he wants to be the popular superhero and he wants to, you know, merchandise it and make money and do all the things that, you know, be a better version of Tony Stark um, and maybe, you know, overtake his popularity. I think that's ultimately what it boils down to. But that's still weird because he has no powers so wouldn't he think, like, if shit really hit the fan again in the world, like, I would be totally exposed and everyone would know I was a fraud, like, immediately? Like, pretty much what happens an hour later in the movie? I don't think he thought that far ahead. <laughs> um, that, yeah. and that, I mean, like, it, it, obviously it's a nitpick. I don't know if it's a nitpick. But then, but he, like, like, he didn't think that far ahead, but look at how much he planned for this to happen. Sure. No, that's fair. So yeah, I, I just never been really clear. Like I get what you're saying and I, and I understand to a certain point, like he basically wants to be the next Tony Stark, but I guess I just don't understand like, because like, and then like, I yeah. guess I don't understand after it, you know, but like we don't have to worry cause that doesn't come about, you know, right. like, so anyways, so after this attack, like the second attack, they, they canceled the school trip. Uh, while the fight was going on, MJ, she finds a piece of like the, the like a camera, like a projector that flew off one of the drones mm-hmm. um, and shows it to Peter. And they figure out that the elementals are fake. That's when. Uh, well, that's when she says that she knows that he's Spider-Man. Right. And, and like uh, and he denies it. But then after they find out about the Haltech, he's like, I am Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And that, she's like, that, I was only 67% sure, but <laughs> um, and those also, two, I'll say real quick, those two are great chemistry. That was, yeah. you know, yes. Z- Zendaya is, is MJ is perfect. Yeah. She's because great. she's, That's... she's such a different MJ from Emma Stone or Kirsten Dunst. Well, and Emma, it's perfectly Emma, okay. Emma Stone is Gwen Stacy, not, uh, yeah. Oh, not, good call. Sorry. Jane. Yeah. No, you're right. No, but you're Sorry. right. And, and, and she's not like, <laughs> she's not even the MJ from the comics. Like she's a completely different character. Yeah. Right. And that, um, well, that, you know what? I'm going to save this point till we're done talking about to, till we're doing our wrap up. So anyways, um, so Mysterio figures out that they, cause he notices that a projector's missing. He realizes that they kind of know that it's fake. So he's like, well, I got to kill them now. Um, I like that little bit. This is a small moment, but I like when Ned finds out that like, <laughs> When he walks into the room and he's wearing the costume, he's like, "Oh, Peter, you're you have that's a good yeah. costume for the costume party or whatever." Yeah. He's trying to cover it up. He's also got that big shirt on that just says "chillin" that I kind of like. So, anyways, <laughs> Peter heads Peter heads to Berlin because he wants to tell Fury that Mysterio is a fraud. Yeah. Um, so this is where I get another confused again. The Fury that picks him up is Nick Fury, the actual Nick Fury there at all, or is that like no. all an illusion? Okay. So Nick Fury's not there at all. Oh wait, oh, wait, like, no. You where he picks him up at? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's, the, real, Nick that's Fury. the real Nick Fury. Okay. But then so Now why? what happens to Nick Fury during this next well, scene? The real well, one, I don't know. Well, because then like then I'm confused cuz then right. if he gets shot, why doesn't he know that Mysterio's a bad guy? Like I don't understand if he's there and Mysterio yep. does all the stuff to Spider-Man like then why the next time we do see him, does he he like suspects that Mysterio might not be on the up and up, but he's still kind of trusting him? I don't know. Like I, that whole bit confuses me. But oh, you know what? that's a good question because also, why wouldn't Maria Hill be with him? It, yeah, yeah I, I, that's why I think Maybe that the whole is thing is. A, I think the whole thing is an illusion. But how do you make him an illusion to go from Prague to Berlin? Isn't that kind of intense? Well, he doesn't pick him up till he gets to Bur- to oh he, till the airport till the till right. he gets till at the train station like yeah when he train gets there. station. So, anyways, it's not really important. It ends up being a trap. Now, this is my favorite sequence is a movie is this whole like a uh, fight that he has in, well fight in quotes but with Syria yeah. with him like using the illusions because it's basically yeah. like. It's exactly like Mysterio's powers in the comics. Like it this is. whole thing, like all these elute where all where he's like he's in the fishbowl and like all the stuff, and it's like it's just really cool and really well done. I think I just I, I really well, like. That's exactly they, what I thought. Like it looked, it looks like every classic Mysterio scene from the comic and the cartoons. 
Yeah, even someone that hasn't read the comics, but, you know, has read comic books, sure. it has a perfect comic book feel to it, that scene. Yeah. Because he, yeah, it's, no, it was very well done. So, like, he ends up basically, like, he, he ends up faking him and making him think that, like, Fury shoots him. So he'll tell him who else he told, but then that yeah. was an illusion. And then he gets hit by a train. Uh, but he survives. I do like the little bit where he wakes up and he's in the Netherlands in the jail. And like those guys are there and like yeah. everyone in the Netherlands are just like super friendly. And like and the guy, the guard is wearing the night monkey mask. Uh-huh. I like that little bit. Um, and, then, and then when he escapes, the guys, they don't escape too. They just yeah, they close, just, they just yeah. close the gate back. Um, so he ends up calling Happy to pick him up. Um, and they kind of have like a they have a whole kind of like discussion that that that's it's another really nice bit yeah. bit the beat between him and happy with her they kind of discuss like the loss of tony and like yeah. he kind of talks about how he like he doesn't think he can live up to the expectations and it, it's just kind of a really nice moment between them that they have like on this plane that's um, that's one of my favorites like that sequence is one of my favorite sequences in this uh, like when he goes to design the suit and he's you know, he's he's using the interface the same way Tony does in the Iron Man movies and Happy standing there kind of looking over at him. And it, it was it's just one of the coolest scenes, I think. Yeah, it is really cool. And I, I love so they, they figure out from we haven't even talked about like just like Flash's like vlogging, his like flash mob. And yes. that's <laughs> that's really funny. Uh but that's where they find out that they're headed to London. Uh and I love that little bit, like you said, it's in that scene where like he's designing the suit and he's doing all this stuff and he's like, Oh, I like the music and he he puts on the A C D C Peter's like, Oh, I love Led Zeppelin. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just like a little a little beat but it's really funny and then also it's followed by that funny beat where like brad's kind of like flipping out because he's like does anyone not think it's weird that like peter he's like he's like i have a picture of him hooking up with some like random woman in the bathroom and they're like yeah you shouldn't take pictures of people in the bathroom (laughs) i i do love that scene because it's it's so like obvious like like he makes a great point but then everyone's just like eh, forget it and again i love that other teacher's like dude yeah. like like he's stop like, trying to impress yeah he's like listen i'm a cool teacher i'm gonna tell you stop taking picture pictures of people in the bathroom that's not cool or whatever yeah um so okay um uh, happy sends that like coded message to fury about like his surfboard or whatever uh yeah. which is which is kind of funny so then like Mysterio's doing one more fake illusion. It's like this elemental. It's like this huge one. It's like a combination of like all four uh, elementals. And he's trying to like make this big event that'll make Mysterio like a famous Avenger level hero. Uh, He's also trying to kill like Ned and uh, MJ. Uh, Peter shows up. Uh, he starts killing all. He starts destroying all the drones. I love the part where the, he sends a drone to kill uh, Nick Fury, and Maria Hill takes it out with a yeah. rocket launcher. Um, that part's really cool. So he destroys enough of the uh, drones that, like, the illusion starts to come apart. Uh, Happy goes to pick him up, like the kids up to rescue him, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I work with Spider Man." I love when Flash is like, "Oh, you work for Spider Man." Uh-huh. <laughs> um. I also love that Flash is like deeply infatuated with Spider-Man when, you know, there's the whole relationship that it's Peter Parker and he can't stand Peter. Yeah, which that's funny because that's like from the earliest like 1960s comics. That was always a thing that like Flash loved Spider-Man but like hated Peter Parker. So it's pretty funny. Um, So I and so they they escape from the drones into the. Into the Tower of London. I love when Happy throws the shield. Yes. <laughs> I love it like, when he throws like it. He, he tries to throw it like Captain America and it goes like barely in front of him. He's like, how does Cap do that? <laughs> that part's really funny. Um, so like Peter destroys enough of the drones that he can get to Mysterio. And he's like, he starts to do another illusion. But that's when he uses the Peter Tingle to like get through and know what's real and know what's not fake, you know. Mm. Um, Beck ends up getting... This, I get a little confused by this. So Beck gets shot by one of his own drones, right? Yes. Like, yes. Mysterio gets shot. And then, but then he tries to fake him out one more time where he makes him think that he's talking to him, but he's actually behind him with a gun, but he right, still, correct. like, recognizes it. And, okay, so he stops him. Um, <laughs> my note just says, Beck dies. Still not sure what his macro plan was. Um, but he dies. So the kids make it back home. 
uh, you get that fun little bit where uh, Ned and Betty broke up uh, and he didn't know. Um, Peter and MJ go for a swing around New York because they're like a couple together. And that's kind of like the end of the the end of the actual movie is that they're swinging around New York together. You get to listen to Vacation by the Go-Go's, which I always enjoy. Um, but then the post credit scene, there's, there's a couple great things in this post credit scene. First, uh, we get the reintroduction of, as we talked about, J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson, which is awesome because that's, you know, known for it in the Raimi movies. Because he is J. Yeah. Jonah Jameson. That's you couldn't it. get anyone yeah. else to do it. So, But then, like, the final thing that Mysterio pulled is that he was recording it. He makes it seem like, one, the drone attack was controlled by Spider-Man, that he was, he was the one that was doing it, and that he killed Mysterio. And then, like, the last thing in the movie is him revealing, uh, like, telling everyone that Spider-Man is Peter Parker. Like, and that's that's the end of the movie. We get the last Which is an awesome cliffhanger it for is. any yeah. movie, you know? Yeah. Like, your, yeah. you know, your superhero identity gets revealed, and then, boom, credits. Like, it's awesome. Yeah. And then, and then, like, then we get the very last post-credits scene, and that's when you get the reveal that, like, Talos and his wife have been impersonating Nick Fury and... Maria Hill. And it's kind of a funny exchange of two. He's like, what? It's fine. You know, <laughs> like, he's like, yeah. uh, and then like, we see that real Nick Fury has been in space the whole time. Just like taking a vacation, I guess. I guess my only question would be like, how long do you think Nick Fury has been like, it, it is post blip, right? You would say, right? Oh yeah. No, I, I think it's basically just the duration of this film or like okay. the eight months like after because I read some things where people are like, well, who knows how long he's been impersonating. But I'm like, well, we see him get blipped away at the end of Infinity War. And I don't think I think that was the that's really here. Yeah. So so um, but and that's the end. So uh, we made it to the end of Far From Home. We did. Indeed. Yep. <laughs> Do you have any um, role reversals? I don't have any role reversals. I, w- I want to say something about the whole J.K. Simmons thing. Like they they waited till the very last minute to even approach J.K. Simmons for that role. And um, J.K. Simmons actually called Sam Raimi to get his blessing before he did it. And Sam Raimi said, yeah, go ahead. And so then they filmed that scene. But they said that if he had said no, they would have just skipped it and not done it. Interesting. That's fair. That's yep. fair. It, it is. It, it, it's kind of like it's one of those things where like to see it at the end of the movie, it's like. It's like shocking the first oh, time because it's yeah. just like, but it's great. It's shock and it's it's the best. Yeah, it, it is really it is really good. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm like I'm trying to think if I have anything else that I saw. Like a lot of the stuff is like just like uh, you know like Easter eggs and stuff like that. Like they sure. they point they point out that like if you look closely, like it lists uh, Peter's birthday is August 10th, which yep. is like. That was the day that Amazing Fantasy 15, the first appearance of Spider-Man, was released. Um, uh, one of the also things I, I, I the, apparently, oh, I forgot, this is in there. His selection of in-flight entertainment are, the, the movies are, one's called The Snap, one's called Finding Wakanda, one's called Hunting Hydra, one is Nova, Einstein Ro- Rosenbridges with Eric Selvig, and then Heart of Iron, the Tony Stark story. Yep. Um... Yeah, I don't. I mean, there wasn't a lot, uh, and, and they do mention that this is the uh, first MCU movie uh, without a uh, Stan Lee cameo because he had uh, passed away before this came out. Before he had a chance to film one, so. right? Um, but that's really all I have as far as like any kind of trivia or anything for this. So, all right, are we, well, are we, are let's we ready? Go rate it. Let's, let's rate it. All right, I think so. It. All right, so I don't know who wants to go first. You know what? I'll go first. Oh, forget okay. it. I'm I'm put my put my foot down. I'm gonna go first. Um, this movie's just really good. Uh, I think I still like the first one better, um, but not by a lot. Uh, and I think really the only thing that kind of detracts is it, it sort of takes it takes a good twenty minutes to kind of get going. This movie, like it, it has a real long opening i feel like and then it then it just keeps getting better and better and better as the movie goes on um jake gyllenhaal is really really good in this like both at, at, at him playing you know a good guy and then him playing a bad guy he's really good like he goes from 
a great mentor and sounding board for Peter to being this completely sociopathic, like murderer, essentially. Um, and then all the rest of the film is great too. Special effects are great. Music's great. It's a Marvel film. They, they always are. Uh, Tom Holland is, I think, really expanded the character of Spider-Man and really got down to what it means for him to sort of um, take on the mantle of being the hero, being the guy, uh, especially after Tony leaves. And, um, and I think this movie is kind of a microcosm of the MCU in general, whereas there right now isn't really a leader of the Avengers. Like we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know who's going to be the guy. We always kind of knew from the beginning, from the first 25 movies that it's always been Iron Man. Iron Man's kind of always been the guy. Um, Mm -hmm. And we don't know what the future lies for, for the MCU. And I I don't know if they're setting it up for Spider-Man to be that. Um, That's kind of the role he takes on later in the comics. Is he sort of the flag, sort of the, not the leader, but he kind of becomes a more prominent character, not just within his own Spider-Man continuity, but within the continuity of the Marvel universe as a whole. Um, But overall, I I love this movie. Uh, It's, I'm not going to say five machine guns, but I'm definitely going to give it a very strong four and a half machine guns. All right. Um, I'll I'll go next. Um, uh, Yeah. I mean, I, I, I echo everything you say. Um, I, I think this is a great movie. I think it's a great watch. Um, I do still like Homecoming better. Um, I mean, not not like you said, not by like a mile. Um, and I think like I think like a lot of complaints about just I, I think people maybe don't necessarily complain about this movie. They complain about like how Spider-Man is portrayed in the MCU. Like this version of him is like, oh, well, he's just like, why is he so attached to Tony Stark and all this stuff? And it's like. My whole thing is, like, there's room for different interpretations of characters. Like, this doesn't have to be the exact same Spider-Man that's in the comics, that's in whatever movies, you know? Like, as long as the core of the character is there, which I believe truly is in these movies, the spirit of the character is there, you're open to different interpretations of them. And I think this movie's fun. Like you said, I think it does a good job of, like, being this epilogue and kind of this uncertain period of MCU history of, like, what's going to happen, you know? Like... Uh, and, and, and Peter coming to his own, it, it, learning that he can kind of be, he doesn't need someone to kind of like guide him or whatever. He can be the hero for himself. Um, and it, yeah, it, it's, it's great. Uh, I'll give it four and a half as well. My opinion of this movie is an enigma to myself. <laughs> I Honestly, I don't know what it is about this movie but it kind of rubs me the wrong way. <laughs> I still like it. I, I believe me, it's going to be a high rating. I still like it, but there's just something about it that I don't know. Like, like I find homecoming to be way better than this movie. Like I love homecoming and this movie. I don't know. I, I do disagree. I Jake Gyllenhaal does bother me. I don't know why. Um, I, I just don't – I'm not sold as much on him as the bad guy yeah, as I, I am on how he is in the beginning. I, I will I, – I'm going to agree with Swings there that I like him a lot in the beginning, but when the switch turns and it becomes kind of like evil, like it, it's a little it. it's a little too campy. Like for like the MCU, like I feel like he's yeah. not – like I feel like he's a little over the top. Like it, yes. like, he, like he's like, really he's – really chew, he's really chewing the scenery – which is fine, but I don't. I, I don't know if it fits into like the the kind of established like MCU. Like I feel like the yes. a lot of the villains in the MCU are more grounded, which is fine. It just kind of sticks out to me. So I'm with I'm with you on that. The scene where he's on top of the table, like like you and you and you and you, and he goes to the whole like it's not it it bothers me. I don't like that scene. It's where the movie starts to dip for me. I mean, LPJ is right though. Like it is a slow burn. And that honestly didn't bother me as much this time around. Um, I don't know. There's just something about it. I just don't feel the love for it as much. I find this a middle-of-the-road MCU movie. Whoa. All right. I, I think there's I, – I would say there's 10 to maybe 15 MCU movies I like more than this one. I would. Right. Um, it, it's still a good watch. I still have a good time watching it. It's just there's – I don't. I don't know. I wish I could tell you. I can't. There's just a weird feeling I get with this movie, and it doesn't. 
My my Pete my Peter tingle is a little off when it comes to this film. Your Sphinx tingle. My Sphinx tingle. So I'll give it. I'm on the border between three and a half and four, but I'll get. I'll give it four machine guns. <laughs> I I love I love this episode where Sphinx is explaining his rating, and I'm like, oh boy, this is gonna be low. And then oh, he's like, I, then he's like, oh, it's a four. Like, <laughs> okay. I, I tried to express how much I do still like no, the movie. No, I get it. I get it. It's just funny because I, I was expecting you to be like two and a half, and then you're you know like, what? Oh, so far. Fine, Hovercraft Joe. Three and a half machine guns. Right, That's okay. what it gets. Okay. Fair cool. enough. Right. See, I feel that ju- I feel your explanation justifies the three and a half. All right. Fair enough. Be true to yourself, man. Be true to yourself. All right. All right. I was trying to be nice to Tom Holland because I do, and Marissa Tobey. She should. <laughs> she was in this movie more. Maybe it would get the four. <laughs> Good lord. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, all right. Well, there's that. <laughs> anyway, uh, anything else you guys want to add? Any, any other little bits of tidbits, trivia, anything you found interesting? Oh. Uh... No. <laughs> no. Okay, that's fine. No, I'm good. I think I'm. I think I'm pretty good, actually. All right. Well, in that case, uh, we are the Last Action Podcast. Uh, we come to you every Monday on the Gamezilla Media Network and everywhere podcasts are available. Um, and we are really just about to wrap up the year of the sequel. Um, I think we have what one more movie left in the year of the sequel, yeah. and, and then uh, no more sequels, and then no more sequels ever again. <laughs> We're only doing. We're switching our format to direct-to-video action movies. Oh, That's all we're doing. Mm. That's, but we're not doing any of the sequels for the. So we're not going to do like, you know, Twelve Rounds Two. We're not going to do The Condemned Three. We're just going to do. Oh, I, I. So we're not only not doing second movies. We're not doing like third or fourth or anything. We can nope. only do first. Ooh, boy. Only That's- firsts. Wow. Okay. All right. It's gonna Yikes. be. We're, it's gonna be a real short shelf life for this podcast. After that. <laughs> I'm not gonna have much left. Uh, anyway, uh, check us out at gamezillamedia.com. If you go to the bottom of the page, you can join our Discord by clicking on the Discord button, and we will absolutely chat with you. Um, and what else? We got uh, Noobs and Dragons on Wednesdays right now, and that's really about it at the moment. Uh, the GameZilla podcast will be coming back at some time in the future. I'm not exactly sure when, but, uh, you know, check out any past episodes. Um, what else? Anything else you guys want to plug? I think, he's, I think he said it great, LBJ. Thanks, I'm ready guys. To plug Dang. your face. I didn't sound robotic or anything. Sounded good. <laughs> so, sounds real. Sounded good. I'm reacting to Sphinx. No, I'm, I'm going I'm past re- it. I'm, just I'm reacting to Sphinx said he wanted to plug your face. No, I got it. That's almost Listen. as bad as that story the Tush told us about uh, what's his name behind the gym. Oh, uh, Ultimate Warrior. Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. Oh, suffering. Nothing. Just we'll, we'll talk later. Anyway, yeah. uh, this episode of the Last Action Podcast has been terminated. But we'll be back.